Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the pet sitter guru and founder of Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, and welcome to episode 63 of the Pet Biz Hive podcast. Now, last week we talked about compensation plans that work, meaning, of course, work for both you and your team. Now, in that podcast, I talked also about benefits and other intangible ways that you can love on your team. One of those things I talked about and I mentioned this week, we are talking about profit sharing. This is not just for the huge corporations out there. This is something that with certain strategies, you can adopt this for your growing team also. Now, profit sharing is something to consider only if you have the other tangible benefits that are managed. Um, We do, of course, the bigger ones for full-time staff only, but especially managing a lot of the more popular uh, benefits with your full-time staff first. So, of course, first of all, there is your health insurance. Now, what a lot of people tend to think in the industry is it's kind of an all or nothing that you have to have a huge company health insurance plan that you offer which if you have looked at those recently, they are unbelievably expensive. I think the last time that I looked through a popular um, popular site, it ended up being $500 per person. And that included even $500 per person for my own children. So my family's health insurance would have been 2,500, no, 26, no, 3,000 now. Ah, I forgot I have six people in my family now that I've added the uh, little one. And, and that is just not reasonable for any of us, right? So one of the things that you can always consider is a health insurance stipend. Now, what a stipend is, is providing the actual money for your team to decide on their own health insurance plan. And uh, typically the way that that works in their wages, um, you if you were giving them an actual health insurance stipend, let's say you wanted to give them a $150 stipend each month, logically you would want to make sure that they had that entire $150 in their pocket, right? So what you have to do, um, you would tell your payroll company to gross it up, G-R-O-S-S. They would gross it up. So in other words, in that employee's paycheck, they would put in all of the taxes so that you're paying taxes on that $150. In other words, the full 15% of their, you know, social security, you would be paying their state tax and their federal tax. That is what it means by grossing it up. So, you know, whatever that additional amount would be, you're paying out of your company's pocket the $150 plus that additional tax uh, penalty with it. So that is grossing it up so that in their actual paycheck, they do receive the full $150. So that is how a stipend, a grossed up stipend could work for you for health insurance. Of course, there is PTO. There are some states that require PTO at different levels, uh, you know, 
So that is something that you would definitely want to check your state's regulations. Um, but PTO is definitely something that you want to have as, as an option first before you consider something like profit sharing. Retirement. Um, you know, this, of course, not isn't necessary, but it is something that is hmm, pretty... I don't know, expected to have some sort of a plan like that if you have full-time employees, I would certainly see that something like a retirement plan would come before you would have a profit sharing. So uh, our company has a 401k, I believe I mentioned that in podcast number 62, that um, it, it really is not that challenging to come up with. A lot of the larger payroll companies do have the ability to easily add on a 401k benefit and uh, administer and manage that for your business. Flexible schedules. Now, that is just the way that a lot of us operate, of course, is we have to be flexible with our employees. That is one of the reasons that a lot of them, I think, do work for us, is that we do provide that flexible opportunity for them to work around their other jobs, their school schedule, their family schedule, whatever their situation is. So having that flexible schedule opportunity is a huge benefit. Uh, I do know that I continue to offer a flexible schedule with my managers, even my full-time managers. With them, um, I guess I'm the the type of... um, employer that I I don't look at the nitpicky how they do things. I just tell them that here is your responsibility and how you choose to meet your responsibilities is up to you. So, you know, if they have things that they have to do during the day, as long as they meet their responsibilities, I do stay very flexible with them. So I like to consider that I'm generous and uh, focused on, of course, growing our business, but making sure that I have happy people with me. A dental and vision is another option. Um, Of course, being able to offer your own internal program as an employer is um, way beyond challenging, but there are some great discount programs out there that you can also offer, uh, you know, typically they're monthly or annual memberships that you can offer your employees. And then cost pet care. Uh, That is something I think the majority of us are aware of, but being able to offer your employees pet care at cost whenever they travel or, you know, we've even had situations where staff has gotten puppies and um, in order to work during the day, they needed to have, you know, of course, their own dog walker. So um, that is another opportunity. Some other creative ideas for benefits, um, a monthly wellness allowance reimbursement. I don't know if you've thought about doing that. That is, it's actually taxable. So it would go under wages on your employee's W-2. So it is something you would need to track. But of course, it is going in as wages. So therefore, it is fully tax deductible for you as a company. So the way that you could do this is have a policy that your employees have a certain allowance, you know, let's say even $100 a month will, will start low. So Benefit is they have a monthly wellness allowance reimbursement of $100 a month. So they have to provide you with receipts of how they've used that. Um, But that can be pretty considerable. They can use that for gym memberships, um, yoga. It can be mental health benefits like, um, you know, even a, a mobile app, a meditation app, something like that. 
Um, if they like doing uh, sensory deprivation floats, you know, anything like that that is um, going to be something that contributes to their wellness. So it does give them the latitude to choose how they use that money, which, you know, is huge, flexible benefit for them. So uh, another thing, we are actually starting on January 1st. Um, I've purchased a program to provide financial wellness for my team through Ramsey Solutions. Uh, Each of my team members is going to have their own app where they can learn financial education, retirement education, and then have uh, a budgeting app that comes along with that. I know that probably like you, a lot of team members are younger. Um, I really, well, younger or, of course, if you consider it, if they are Working full-time during the day and working, you know, even evenings and weekends for you or in some sort of a part-time capacity, that is entirely possible that they are struggling a little bit financially. So what kind of a benefit can you have that's better than providing some sort of financial education to help them get a step forward and learn how to manage their money? So that's how I feel. And that's that's our new thing that we're going to be heading into 2023 to love on our team. Of course, before you do any of this, you have to make sure that your company financials are rock solid. So first of all, have a budget. I know that's like the evil B word, but um, you just have to do that. Having a personal budget, of course, is hugely important. But think of all the lives that you impact with your business, including all of the pets. You need to have a budget. Uh, You are... It's just your responsibility to make sure that you care for your company well so you can serve as many people as possible, including your pets, clients, community, and team members. So have that budget. Uh, You really should have three to six months of retained earnings in the bank sitting there in case something happens because we all know now those unbelievably, how could we have predicted that situations can happen happen and you don't want to be at that point completely panicking. So now what you need to include in that three to six months, it's not what you spend every month. It's not like, oh, well, if if you spend $5,000 every month that you have to have three to six months of that, no. The, the money that you spend every month um, is including your staff, of course, doing the service. You have to consider if something happens again and your business is not able to operate or if it's not operating at full capacity, you're not going to have the work that you're going to have to pay the sitters for. So in that case, three to six months of retained earnings is is your fixed and variable expenses that keep your company functioning. So that might be things like your software that you're using. That might be, um, of course, your own payroll, keeping yourself going. It might be that you consider if you have an admin or an office person that you would keep them going. So it would be their wages. Uh, It would be your insurance. Um, You know, all of those kinds of things that just keep things going on a monthly basis. So that is retained earnings where you would actually have that cash available in another bank account uh, for you just in case. Uh, Of course, you have to make sure that before you start giving more to your team that you are earning the wage that you not only just need, but that you deserve for the volume of work that you're doing. So you really need to take that into consideration. Of course, there is a strategy to 
reducing the amount that you personally need in order to reinvest back in the company, but you can only do that so long. You need to make sure that you are realizing the benefit of starting this thing and keeping this thing going and everything that goes into it on a daily and sometimes in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning basis, right? You're with me on that. So you have to make sure that you are earning what you need. And then you need to have a solid strategy in place to grow your business. And because you're growing your business, then you know that will be increasing and therefore you will have more that you can use for team benefits going forward. So you have to make sure that all of those things are in place. Have a budget, have retained earnings, make sure you are earning what you need to earn and you have a solid strategy for the growth of your business. So if you get to that point, you have managed your business to that point and you're looking for another team benefit, you can always consider profit sharing. But the key is you have to have great profit to share, right? We've got to agree on that. Because this money is being taken off of your bottom line, your profit. Profit is the money that goes into your pocket. You're taking that off of your bottom line and you are reinvesting it in the company through this employee benefit. The the purpose is to connect your team and their work, the work that they are doing in the field, to the actual profit of the company. So this might require a little business finances 101 class for your team. Your team probably doesn't understand how business budgeting works and how profit works. They might not even understand how their work is connected to their pay. So it is important to make that connection for them. I just recently did this myself uh, several weeks ago. I do a weekly wrap video for my team every week so we can stay connected and they know what's going on with the company. And I literally did a business 101 finance class for them. Um, On the slides, I went through, here is how revenue comes in, here is our cost of service, so y'all understand what team gets paid right off the bat, here's our expenses, and here is how profit works. So I wanted to make sure that they understood how things work, and they understood that revenue goes up, expenses go down, that makes more profit. I wanted to make sure they could feel the concept that profit sharing was actually me providing them with my own money. So uh, the last thing that you want any of your benefits to do that you provide your team is to be something that becomes expected and that they are entitled to. So you want to communicate early and often how these benefits actually work, how these benefits are paid for, and, you know, the impact it has on the company when they, you know, are out there really pushing the company forward with your growth strategy. So I definitely recommend uh, if you do decide to start a profit sharing program that you get very good at communicating with your team about how business finances work. So you can set up a profit sharing program really any way you want to. Um, in my case, it is only for employees that have been with me over a year. Um, that would be, of course, any of our part-time employees. Managers are automatically eligible. Of course, typically my managers are hired from internally, so in most cases they are automatically going to have been with the company for more than a year. 
but I do have two different tiers. I have employee profit sharing and I have manager profit sharing at a different level because it is split differently. So there are some specific steps that you need to think about for a profit sharing program. First of all, you have to determine, of course, how much you can share. Um, it, it needs to be a measurable amount. So, um, you know, you might want to consider calculating this based off of a percentage of your profit. Um, it might be just a percentage level of your profit. It might be a flat amount of your profit that, you know, your profit for maybe you calculate and you're seeing right now that you've got, oh, you know, maybe you have a 50000 in profit that's going to be coming to you or, well, that's going to be on your tax return. And you've determined that you can share a flat rate of 2000 of that that, you know, you are willing to use for profit sharing. So it might be a flat rate. It might be a percentage. Uh, it might be that you decide to share, you know, 3% of your profit and you set that as the amount that you're going to share going forward. So, of course, as your company grows, as it becomes more profitable, that percentage for share will increase. But, of course, your own profit and income will increase also. You have to make sure that you always still think of yourself in these formulas. So determining how much you can share. Number two, you need to figure out that rhythm for profit sharing. You could choose, of course, annual quarterly, monthly, it's really up to you what you choose. But one thing you need to consider is it needs to be something that makes an impact. It is not going to be beneficial to you at all if it does not make an impact and if your employees do not feel it. So in some cases, annual might be too big of a spread. They might not be able to emotionally and mentally connect themselves to that if it's for work that they've done for an entire year. Yes, if you do it annually, it logically will be a larger amount. It certainly could be something that you uh, put together and you have it as um, the end of the year bonus or you consider it to be profit sharing as a Christmas bonus. But, you know, you got to think of Christmas vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Um, I always laugh about that because you know he says in there that he always would budget in his uh, bonus as something that he was entitled to and he was going to get every year so that is something that you have to make sure you clarify often that you know profit sharing works when you do right that that it is something that you are gifting to your employees it is not something that they are entitled to so no they cannot plan to go you know put in a swimming pool before getting their money um so you want to make sure though that they do get a measurable measurable amount to drive behavior you want any kind of benefits that you offer and also their the benefit of their pay to actually drive the behavior that you want to see in the company. And you want to make sure that they can see the connection between their efforts, the work that they're actually doing in the field, and the profit share. You have to draw that connection for them. So number three, you want to, like I said, communicate early and often about the program. Profit sharing works when you do. Make sure they do understand that the, the amount of work they do 
and their quality of work does directly affect their part of the profit share. And you want to make sure you find a way to keep communicating regularly about the profit pot that is growing. Um, I actually do this myself weekly in our video by showing the scorecard. I have talked about that in previous podcasts. This is a spreadsheet that we track for our entire team um, on a daily basis and includes a lot of our company metrics. And one of those is our profit sharing pot. It is listed on there also. So employees are able to see that growing on a weekly basis. So that is how we communicate regularly about what's going on. And each time I go over the scorecard, I mention what profit sharing is all about. You know, it is sharing to team members that have been with us for over a year. And, you know, as our profit grows, so does the pot. And then number four, you have to figure out how you are going to track those profit sharing dollars. So um, like I said, we do that on a weekly basis and communicate to our team. So you need to decide how you want to do that. Um, if you are a profit first financial um, uh, method of accounting, if you uh, have gone through the information by Mike Michalowicz in his book, and that is the way that you do your finances, you might want to consider having your profit sharing money be included with the profit that you keep off site, of course, your profit percentage so that you know it's there and available when you're ready to distribute your profit sharing dollars. So you just have to figure out how you're going to track and manage that money that you are holding to the side. You don't want to get to the point where you are ready to distribute your profit sharing and you're like crap where am I going to get the money from no you want to you want to take that money and put it to side to the side as you go much easier that way then you need to have a system for qualifying the amount that each employee gets now this has so many different options what you need to do is figure out what is most important to you and your company about that individual team member and um, because you need to figure out, like, if you have $1,000 that you are going to profit share, who gets what? You know, you need to figure up a formula for that. You can make it something super simple, but I, I really want to drive the specific behaviors and reward the specific things that are important to my company. So in my case, um, I have uh, a formula that I determine for each employee. 50% of it is based off of how long they have been with the company. That is one of the most important factors to me of their their loyalty and you know, if they're if they've been with me for years, of course, you know, they they are doing things great. They are great team players and that is what I want to reward most of all. So 50% of uh, the calculation in their profit sharing amount is based off of how long they have been with the company. The next 40% is based off of the amount of revenue that they've generated as a percentage of the whole, if that makes sense. So if we, uh, if everyone that's eligible for profit sharing is, um, uh, is $100,000 of total revenue that they've generated. Your software, if you use it, should be able to pull that report for you. Then, you know, top employee does 20% of that. 
then absolutely they should get more profit sharing dollars because of the volume of work and the volume of benefit that they've brought the company over someone who is just very super part-time and maybe has only done $5,000 worth of the total revenue generated for the company. So that is a 40% consideration in their profit share. And then the last 10% is something that we just, we have internally, we call it their 4LK-ness because, you know, that's short for for our company's name. So that is um, a little bit more of a subjective number. Um, You know, I mean, it's it's data-driven, but it is a little bit subjective also. It it has to do with um, meeting their metrics, of course. My team does have metrics that they are supposed to meet on a regular basis. So we go back and we see, you know, how they did on meeting their own metrics as a team member. And we also do kind of look at those more intangible things like what kind of a team player is this? Are they, you know, always positive, supportive of other team members? Um, are they are they your yes people? Um, are they really willing to help out the the other team members as much as possible and you if you're in a pinch? So um, that is 10% of that total formula. And then I do, since I am the spreadsheet queen, I do have an entire spreadsheet where I do plug in the dollar amount uh, that is available for distribution. And I plug in the revenue that's generated. There are 4LK-ness numbers. It's based off of a one out of uh, a one to five formula. And then of course, how many years they've been with the company and then you know, the magic of beautiful spreadsheets, it tells me exactly how much of that profit sharing pot gets given to each one of the employees. And then number six, this is probably the biggest part of it, make a big deal out of distribution time. Um, It has to be something that is like a party that they get this distribution. They have to understand that they are getting it and why they are getting it. So you want to make sure that you bring everything back to understanding those business finances, congratulating them on doing such an amazing job for for you over whatever that time period was. Um, If you give your profit sharing on a more regular basis, you know, you can always demonstrate how it is, you know, profit sharing numbers are increasing. So several things that go into that, but I just wanted you guys to understand a little bit more about how profit sharing could possibly be something that works in your pet business down the road. So hopefully that helped you out a little bit. I know I've had a lot of people ask me about my profit sharing program. Uh, We have had this in effect for over a year now, and uh, it really is something that, of course, cash in pocket, that the employees enjoy. And I've actually had several employees that have said they've appreciated understanding more about how the actual business works. So hopefully that's a help to you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive podcast, and we'll talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetSitterGuru.com. What is your next best move?